This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Happy New Year from Nick and Joe. Nikki, what are your resolutions this year? You got any? I do. I do have some resolutions. I mean, more just, um, you know, become healthier, um, get, get more sleep. Um, you know, uh, I'm doing, I'm, I, I'm doing a Fitbit. Uh, um, oh. so I want to try to more, not, not so much for the steps, but for like the heart health. I think that's like, that's the, good. The thing that is the, has the biggest correlation to like a, a long and happy, healthy life is your heart health. So I'm going to try to track my heart health and maybe, maybe even improve my heart health and my sleep and my stress. Um, you know, basically everybody's, everybody's New Year's resolution on January 1st. <laughs> Yeah, I quit smoking last year, so I can't have that anymore. That was always my, well, I'm going to quit smoking this year. And I did last year, so that's good, at least so yeah, far. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. A constant battle, but we're doing really good. Yeah. Uh, the heart health thing is a good one, man. I, sh- I, I should, I thought I was having a heart attack the other day. Uh, I, I, I doubt that. You look like you're in good shape. I Well, no, that's what those commercials always are, where it's like it shows someone like running a marathon, and then they keel over, and it's like anyone can have a heart attack. <laughs> Here's some good thoughts going into the new year. Anyway, as I digress, please, a reminder to rate and review the podcast. Give us five stars. We are returning the Survivor Pool for year number two. We're picking players on the PGA Tour to make cuts every single week. As long as you're right, you continue on. Ten bucks to enter. You can enter for free if you leave your best story of Survivor survival. <laughs> How appropriate for how we started this podcast (laughs) on the golf course. Leave that in your review and it will pick the best one. You will get a free entry into the at the turn survival pool. It was very fun last year. I think my buddy Chris won 200 bucks by taking it down. We'll try it all again this year. Nick, as we do on this pod, it's a, it's, it's kind of become an annual tradition where we set goals for the year ahead. It is day one of 2024. And I like both of our goals. We're doing a good job. I'm trying to be, I was a lot more esoteric last year. This year, I'm a lot more literal. I'm, I'm like actual benchmarks of I can yeah. check these off or not. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. I think um, <clears throat> goals are always interesting. And, and living with a coach, um, you know, I've, yeah. I've kind of gained some perspective on goals. And I used to always be like, I got to break break 90 or have I feel like when I was my first five years of playing golf my goals are always like break 90 and, and make an eagle and and whatever what I see one of your goals is pretty uh pretty exciting um <laughs> but now I've I've kind of learned to 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 not have result like result-based goals and so sure. that's kind of how I'm approaching this I I, I have result-based goals in my head you know like there, there are things that I want to have happen but I'm going to try to focus on the things that I can I can truly control and then just let those results come as they will. See, that was the approach that I took last year. And it, I, I honestly think it led to me having worse scores than I otherwise could have because I wasn't thinking in terms of I need to do this to achieve this. I was just thinking, like, let's have fun, stop and smell the roses. And I did, but my handicap went up. <laughs> three strokes. So I'm trying to change my perspective a little bit. I'm trying to find a happy medium between obsessing over score and not caring at all. Something in the middle of those two things. And it's not like I'm necessarily going to change my approach, I don't think. 
it's just going to be the goals are different. And so I'm going to sort of have those in my mind while I'm working on things to achieve them. So we'll see what works. Do you want to do you want to kick it off? Yeah. So um, I'll start with my first one as we, we identified it earlier, you know, last month, been working with Justin Smoot on oh, my yeah. swing. My, my first goal is to is to stay committed to work with a golf professional on my game throughout the year. Um, you know, hopefully Justin Smoot doesn't fire me. I'd love to, to you know, work <laughs> with Smoot all year, all year round. Um, but, it, but whether it's Smoot or if I do join a club and there's a pro there, it doesn't have to be, you know, every Tuesday I'm taking an hour lesson, but just like at least once or twice a month check-ins and then have, you know, be working with somebody who actually knows what they're doing rather than trying to self-diagnose and just going down this, this vicious cycle of, of like changing something because it, you know, I, I saw a tip or it feels right or it sounds right or whatever. And it never actually leads to better golf and lower scores. I, I, I think I know the answer to this question, but I am, I am curious. What is the, so Smoot is giving you golf lessons. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Smoot is my, my golf instructor. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, sent him a couple videos, you know, and he'll say, you know, he'll, he'll, you know, say, Hey, do this with your grip or, or feel this or feel that. He sent me a couple of drills. Um, it's very kind of, you know, Hey, here's my swing. Hey, am I doing this right? Yeah, this looks good. Or, or no, like focus on that. And it, you know, one or one or two texts a week is really, and I haven't sent him anything in a couple of weeks because because he wants to see ball flight and and I'm stuck in a garage. So you know, but yeah, I think that's that's the idea. Is, is during throughout the golf season, you know, I'll, I'll send him videos, you know, send him ball flight and 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 get some some help here and there. And if it gets to a point where you know I need to see somebody in person for you know, it's kind of like whatever it might be. I just want to be committed to, you know, it doesn't have to be like I said, it doesn't have to be like all the time and intense, but just like if I'm going to try to get better because last year I wanted to get better. And I actually, like, I think the number of hours I spent like hitting balls, like the, the, I, I probably maximized what I could do, Yeah, but I was just like chasing my tail because I don't know, you know, I'm just hitting balls in my garage. Right. I don't have anybody who knows what they're talking about, like guiding me. So I just, I think I want that guidance from professional throughout the year. And Smoot's doing this out of the goodness of his heart, isn't he? I'll throw him some money on Venmo every now and then. Oh, okay. That yeah, sounds I'm not, nice. I'm That's not good. Just freeloading off my buddy. Come on. <laughs> well, I was curious about the uh, the arrangement there, but we can talk about that off the pod. Um, I my first goal, Nick. This is very literal. I want to birdie ten percent or more of my holes played. And thanks to the good folks at the United States Golf Association, I am able to track what I've done the last couple of years. And in 2023, 6% of my holes I birdied. 2022, I birdied 9% of my holes, which I was a little bit surprised that I had that good of a rate. So almost well, one out a of, lot of birdies. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's probably why I was down to a five in 2022, because I was birdying a lot of holes. Um, so I think 10% is, 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 is realistic. And what's crazy is, well, I'll save it. For, for, for my next one, but I mean, it's obviously, no, you know what? I'll, I'll bounce into it because it just, it, it makes more sense. I have to hit more greens. And in 2022, I hit 44% of my greens. And last year I hit like 37% of my greens. So I uh, wasn't making as many birdies because I wasn't giving myself as many chances. It's pretty clear to see what happened there. So those two kind of work in concert, right? Hit more greens, give myself more chances to make birdies. I'll make more birdies. And that's, that's really what I'm going to try to do, Nick, is 
I feel like I was being really conservative at times. You know, one of my goals was to like hit more fairways and lay up more off the tee. And I feel like I, I, I probably did that um, more than I did in 2022. Um, and yeah, I think I was able to like save some rounds by doing that and shoot like an 80 instead of like an 84. But I wasn't ever going low. I, I think the most birdies I made in a round was like three or four. And, you know, in years prior, I was making four birdies around, like, I don't know, every fifth round or so. Like, it was something that I would do with at least some regularity, like once a month. Um, and it, I, I just got to be more aggressive, I think, in general in, in 2024. Yeah, I have. I, first of all, I when I first saw, like, 10% of your of, of your holes, I'm like, that that's crazy. And then I saw that you, you birdied 9% in 2022. So, so yeah, you, you can you can make a lot of birdies. I, I guess my, my biggest question is, is this is the main motivation behind this goal because like birdies are the way you're going to shoot lower scores or because like birdieing one out of 10 holes is just a more fun way to play golf? Yeah, I, I think I would rather make doubles and birdies than a bunch of bogeys and pars. Like honestly, because that, that kind of feels like my game and I'm like running away because there was this old thing and I can't remember who said it, but it's like you should play golf like your personality. Like Nick Price has a very, very fast swing. He talks fast. He moves fast. He drives fast. He's a fast guy, so he does that. And it's like Fred Couples has a very powerful but smooth, and he swings really cool because Freddie's a cool guy. You got to play golf like you live your life. And I live my life in sort of an aggressive fashion, I think, and I should be more aggressive on the golf course. More birdies, more doubles. I can't play golf with fear. I got to play it aggressively, and maybe sometimes I'll shoot 90, but maybe sometimes I'll shoot 70. And I feel like I have to give myself more chances to do that. And that's what I'm going to do in 2024. Cool. Yeah. I like that. That makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. My, my next one is it goes, it goes right along with my very first one. I'm going to stay committed to my mental game, Joe. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I said this. I, <laughs> there were so many variables that went into my low round of the year last year. Um, I was playing a different course. I had a lot of good sleep leading up to that round. Um, I was using a completely different set of golf clubs. Uh, there was there was a competitive element to the round that I don't normally play with. Also, I had just finished reading Dr. Bob Rotella's 15th Club for like the 15th time. But every time <laughs> I read that book, I, I, I somehow play my best golf. And then I go on the other 11 and a half months a year wondering why I, I, I can't put a good round together. Um, if you haven't read the 15th club, it's, it's, it's a really good off season read. If you're for your mental game for your golf, I would, I would highly recommend it. I shot my low round of the year by seven strokes within 24 hours of finishing that book. <laughs> um, so that's all I can say about it, but it prescribes a routine. It, it's like, Hey, you can do this and like, it, it might help you, but if you don't like stick with this routine, th the results aren't going to last, but it does prescribe a routine. And, and one of my goals is to stick with that routine of basically like reminding myself of good shots that I've hit um once a week once a week throughout the year um if i miss a week okay no big deal but i don't want to miss two weeks i don't want to miss a month um gonna try to do that once a week and work on the mental game and have that be a strength of my game in 2024 did you say remind yourself of good shots that you've hit yeah that's that's like one of the things you do so like dr bob is like you know when you're going to bed like literally have a i mean this is before iphones when he wrote it but like you can use your notepad on your phone and just like write down all the good shots you hit and, and the more details you can put about those shots it just creates a good 
you feel you feel good about your game the whole the theory is like rather than saying like i suck i can't make a six foot putt that you like you think about all these great shots and it's like oh yeah i i hit a great tee shot on on two i hit a great approach on two i i you know so you just have this register of like all these good shots that you've hit that you're happy with yeah so basically just put good vibes in your head before you like hit a golf shot just to like but but have like a really specific like what was the what was the wind like what was the sky like what were you wearing like try to get all these sort of details that like place you in that moment i assume was part of it yeah yeah i, th- I think that's part of it. and it's been a while since i've read the book it's been six months now so i don't remember the exact details but um yeah it's basically to create a a self-image that you really buy into that, that you are a good player and, and you just hit good shots all the time i love that um, let's make sure you bring that book with you to Idaho, um, around Father's Day in 2024. I, I'm just going to read it like constantly. I'm just going to finish it and then turn right back to page one and just read it again. Like I, it, it's ridiculous, but every time I, I've read it, like realistically probably five times and I've, I've probably shot my best round of the year within, you know, a, a week or two, every single time I've read it. It's just, it's like, it's just stupid. I, I love that. Um, my next one. This is something I've wanted to do for a long time. I've tried a few times, and I feel like I really don't take it seriously until I'm on the golf course. Like, I don't lead up to it. It is qualifying for the Oregon Mid-Amateur, which I've tried three times before. The closest I got was, I guess it was in 2022, when I was a couple shots short of the cut line. The thing of it is, it's in early to mid-April. I'm not playing a lot of golf that time of year usually, so I really have to dedicate myself to, like, getting my ass out there in March and April and getting myself in mid-season form early on in the season. And it's going to be difficult for me to do. And I'm looking for help of suggestions of how I go about doing this. Do I just like hit a bunch of balls? Do I go out every Saturday and play golf no matter what the weather is to get myself accustomed to what the conditions are? Like I need to come up with a plan ahead of this to make sure that even if I don't actually do it, I feel like I gave myself the best chance to, and I don't think I've done that at any point. Yeah, it's definitely hard that time of year. But again, I like to look at like disadvantages as advantages because like if you put in the work, probably starting like in January or February and like are, are committed to it, like you're already going to have a leg up on all those other guys who are like, oh, well, I haven't played golf yet this year, right? Like that that's you right now. That's been yeah. you the last few years. But like, hey, there's all these guys who are making that excuse and you could get an advantage over them. Yeah, I think... I think put together a plan, talk to like, you know, Justin Smoot or somebody and just say, Hey, like, what's a good, you know, approach it. Like you're training for like a marathon or something. What's a good, like eight week plan to get me ready for this. Cause I don't think like playing a bunch of golf for two weeks leading up to it, you know, or or, like going to the range a bunch more times for like 10 days before the tournament's going to probably do it. You probably need to like have a plan of like, you know, okay, I'm going to hit 45% of my greens. Like, all right, what am I going to do off the tee to get there? Like what club is, is what's my go-to shot off the tee or whatever it is. And then kind of like build up. So, so you're just ready to go. Yeah. I think that's smart. Instead of just like beating a bunch of balls at a bad driving range and hating the way I'm hitting it and being like, all right, well, let's just see what's going to happen. Hopefully I oh, find something. I hit there. it good tomorrow, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I like that. Maybe I will hit up Smoot or Yeah. I'm sure I can find someone to help me with sort of like a – I bet Romy would even have – hey, Romy, you're listening to this. Text yeah. me. Text me like a, a – like a like what do you do before tournaments, pal? Like what's a good eight-week plan leading up to it? Because it's usually in mid-April. So let's say the week after Super Bowl Sunday, that's when I start, okay? That'll be like when I start to really get my ass going. And I'm playing like a 
off-season winter match play tournament, but that's just more for like giggles and an excuse to get out there and play. I want to actually like have the training for a marathon is a really great way to think about it. Like, what do I do leading up to it? How much am I putting? How much am I chipping? Am I playing? Is it practice? What do I do? Romy, send me a text. Don't make it too long. And and, and maybe we can even talk on the phone about it. I, I would really okay. appreciate that. Yeah, I love that. Okay. What's your next one, Nick? Six tournaments. Oh. I want to play in six tournaments in 2024. Now, that's a lot. Like, like for somebody who only played golf on the weekend one time in 2023, and that was for the Corner Club Open. Wow. Every other round of golf was was a Friday after I shuffled my schedule around and was working at, like, 5 a.m. every day until, like, putting in some hours at night so I could Good sneak for off for four hours in the afternoon. Um, so I would like to play the Corner Club Open. And I want to play like basically one tournament a month, um, April through October. I I just want to put myself in those situations. I, I enjoy the competition, but also it's uncomfortable. And I think that helps bring out a different type of golf, a different feeling and, and build a new comfort and hopefully some lower scores when you have to like find that focus and like you can't. If you're not hitting it good the first three holes, like you got to find it because you're on an island and you got to, you know, you got to finish. So uh, I want to, I want to kind of make that an emphasis. Hopefully whatever club I, I play makes this easy. Um, like hopefully there's just like once a month Saturday tournaments or whatever, or a good, a good league or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want that competition. I, I, and I think if I do the first two goals, then that will bring out some, some better golf. I mean, that's got to be a factor in you choosing a club for this year, right? Is who has a good men's association? Who has a good tournament association? I feel like that's going to be something that we help in your research of to to figure out your club. Because obviously, you know, look, it could be a course that maybe you don't even play as often as you would another one. But because the tournament setup is so good, that's one where you join the men's league and it's who you get your handicap through and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, that's a okay. I like that. That's that's an interesting idea. I love I love where we're going with this direction. We're setting tangible things that we can actually touch and yeah. achieve. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is this is my most ambitious one, and it's something that I haven't done since 1998. <laughs> did I tell you about the trophy that we found in my parents' garage? I think no. I did. No. I didn't. Okay. I was wondering if I told you about this yet. So, my dad just. Or was it my mom? Either of them, but one of them sent me a text with this picture of this humongous golf trophy. And they were like, do you remember this? And I was like, oh, no, was that something that you won, like, when you were, you know, in your heyday in the 70s or whatever? Because, you know, my mom was good in the women's league and my dad won tournaments and stuff. So I'm sure they have trophies. And I was like, no, look at the name. And my, my name was on it. So it, there was a parent-child tournament at the local par three course that I guess me and my dad played it in 1998, and we won, and neither of us have a recollection of this. I would have been 13. <laughs> he would have been, like, in his late 40s, so some, we should probably both remember it. Like, it's not that yeah. long ago. Um, it is a long time. It's 26 years ago. But still, we should remember it. It's, it's winning a golf tournament. I can't imagine winning a golf tournament with I, Gavin 10 years from now and just not remembering it. I know. Like, I played oh, golf the Lions were on tonight, so I, <laughs> that was more important. I mean, I played golf with my dad like maybe 500, 600, 700 times. I, I, I remember a lot of times playing golf with him. I have no recollection of this whatsoever. And Nick, the trophy is comically big. It's like three feet tall. <laughs> and it's just sitting in my parents' garage. Like, 
Lacey was like, what do you want to do with that? I was like, I want to put it in the middle of our living room. What are you talking about? <laughs> that should be what everyone sees <laughs> when they come in. <laughs> so what I want to do oh is That's win so a golf tournament. I don't want to win net. God bless you. We did win the gross silver of the Corner Club Open, but whoever won the gross gold of that tournament won the Corner Club Open that year. We won a division. Correct. We should be very proud, yeah. but... The winner of that tournament was gross gold. I want to win a golf tournament in 2024. I got damn close to winning a tournament in 22 when I was at the Glendivere Men's Club. I, I don't know if you remember this story, but I knew I had a putt to win uh, the fall tournament and it like horseshoot out. I was like walking it in and it horseshoot out and I lost by one. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was pretty tough. Uh, so I, I want to win a golf tournament. I don't care if it's some bullshit Glendivere golf tournament with 24 guys. I want to say tournament. I want to say first place Joe Simons. I don't care if I win $15. I just want to win a golf tournament. And I think it's an attainable goal. I love that. I, I, I love that. So are you – Um. yeah, how are, how are you going to pick your tournaments? Like, like – oh. We, we talked. We we talked earlier last week about Tiger Woods picking his yeah. tournaments, going for going for eighty three. Is that is that yeah. part of the strategy? I mean, you're going for the Oregon Mid Am. Uh, it'd be great to win that one, but like, you know, what, what's your? Do you have like tournaments picked out? Yeah, so I'm going to join both Stone Creek Golf Club and Glendivere Golf Course in 2024. I'm primarily going to play Glendivere with my dad on a weekly basis because it's cheaper, it's closer. There's a lot of reasons why we should play Glendivere. It's easier for him to walk. He's going to be 70. He's stubborn as hell, not going to take a cart. Um, and it's, a, it's you know, it's just easier to walk. But there are tournaments at both golf courses. Uh, I think there's like four at Glendivere that do a, a spring, summer uh, club championship in fall, and then Stone Creek has one every month. So I'm sure some will conflict, but I should be able to play something like 10, 10 to 12 tournaments. I think I played six at Stone Creek this summer, this year, and I didn't even hit them all. And then I'll have the Glendivere's as well. And then I'll have the Corner Club open. So yeah. hopefully I can get like 12-ish tournaments in there. And look, there's tournaments at Glendivere that I'm... When I, when I was in the men's club a couple years, I was probably, I don't know, in the top seven players. There's guys who can go out and shoot 66. I'm probably not going to do that. But if we get some wind, if we get some adverse conditions, I'll tough out a couple 75s to win a golf tournament. That's the kind of I need. I need a hard venue, Nick. I, I probably can't okay. win a birdie fest, but I need a difficult venue and I can scrap and claw, make you're, some putts. Birdie in ten percent of your holes, you can, we can win a birdie fest. <laughs> Look, that's right. I forgot that was old Joe. New Joe is making a lot of birdies out there. Um, yeah, winning a golf tournament. I think it's feasible, and I want to give myself chances. It's great. I love that. Well, we'll we'll definitely track that one closely in twenty twenty four. For sure. Um, you got one more coming? One more. Uh, 30 plus rounds. I think I'd really oh. like to play 35 rounds. I think I, thir this was my goal last year and I hit it. I don't know exactly the number, but it was, it was over 30, probably somewhere close to 35. 35 is a good number. That means from March through October, I'm getting out pretty close to once a week and maybe I'm sneaking a few, uh, a, a few, uh, extra in there as well. So that, that's what I'm going for. I think that's really feasible. Um, are you going to be able to play golf more on the weekends, or is it still going to be more of a Friday afternoon situation? Is anything changing in your lifestyle that's going to allow you to do it, or is it going to take earlier mornings and like more dedication on your part? It's going to take pretty much the same. Like I said, I, I hit this last year. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's a little easier to ask if I wanted to sneak out on a Saturday, just a regular Saturday at home. Um, this year, you know, the kids are a year older. It's right. They are getting I was talking with Ashley earlier. It's a little easier. You know, Sydney is one now. So she was six months, you know, last summer. And, and Gavin yeah. was, was two in the middle of having meltdowns every other hour. Um, I wasn't even going to ask to go disappear yeah, for six hours. The kids Saturday losing then. his mind. Yeah. Um, but but now you know they're both walking. You know, pretty much both talking, and you know Gavin's out of diapers. It's 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 a little it's a lot oh, more manageable to congrats. be with both of them. You know, alone. So I might I might sneak in and ask him. You know, build up a few favors and and, and uh, call him in every once in a while. Here we go this year. Yeah, make some deposits into the bank and then, you know, save it up and make a nice withdrawal on a Saturday afternoon or something. Exactly. Uh, I got one bonus one, and this is this is this is my favorite one. I want to make ten Eagles in 2024. Now, yes, that is a big ask. I just made one in 2023. Is it? I was gonna ask because you you have the game to, you know, to get home in two, to reach those drivable par fours. And the reason I, I saw this and I'm just, I was just like, damn. Because I have made one eagle in my entire life, and and the year after was this was back when you shot your sixty seven, and, oh, and every year, year since then I was like, I was like, well, I want to make some more eagles. I want to make some more eagles, and it's just like, not only did it never happen, but like, I was just like, I don't even hit greens in regulation, much less, much less have eagle putts. Um, you you either have the game to make eagles or you don't. So I was going to ask, like, do you, do you make a lot of eagles? So so you made one. You said this year. Well, I made I made one in 2023 because Glendevere, it's a hell of a lot easier to make eagles at that golf course than it is at Stone Creek Golf Club. Um, now look, there's there's difficult par fives, but there are a few drivable fours. And in 2022, I made six eagles, um, and so it's 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 a lot more attainable there. I'd say probably half those were on par fours and half were on par fives. Uh, but okay, playing wow. Stone Creek, you you really really got to hit some good golf shots to make eagles to Stone Creek. Um, the par fives are beastly, even from the whites. Um, there's one or two drivable par fours, but even those are pretty suspect. But I think playing more at Glendevere is going to help me make a lot more birdies and have a more eagle opportunities. Like, because mm-hmm. think about it, you have to probably have. How often are you going to make an eagle when you have an eagle putt? You know, it's like you're probably not that close to the hole. 15 or 20 times. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I still remember one of the most – the sixth eagle I made was in the fall at Oregon City Golf Club, and I was like 40 feet away, and there was like shit all over the green. And I basically plinkoed all the way, hung on the lip, and dropped in, and I almost sprained my ankle. I jumped so high when I went in the hole, and (laughs) I landed. Um, And you need a little bit of luck. But, again – this just lends itself to being more aggressive, giving myself more opportunities, and maybe more eagles will come. Ten eagles—that would be an exciting year. Um, I, the courses I've played, like the courses in New England, there's not a lot of like a lot of them are are par seventies. Like you might get two yeah. par fives in the course, um, even the three hundred yard par fours. Like I'm not really driving those. Like I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting eagle putts on those. Um, so yeah, I have. God, it's been a long time since I've had an eagle chance. Um, but I, I will track this one very closely for you as well. We can make an eagle in the corner club. We, we, yeah, yeah. There's those, those, you know, the courses out west. There's always at least like one or two eagleable holes. Like seven's a par four. Yeah, exactly. And then you got like ten. You could like if I if I wanted to make an eagle, I could I could spend a month trying to drive ten. You know, and get yeah, myself nine a there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nine. Eight. My, my, my lone eagle is on on uh, the the par five on the back nine thirteen there. Oh sure. Um, yeah. So so there's there's chances out there those 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 big western courses. I gotta get play some more golf out there. Okay, I have one more uh, super bonus goal for 2024. No matter what's happening in the Corner Club Open, I don't give a shit, Nick. There is no way you're making me lay up on either of my tee shots on 13. I do not care what is at stake or what is happening. You could have dribbled your ball out of bounds, and we have a five-shot lead on the last hole. I am going to cut the corner. That's just what's going to happen. Sure, and, and just let the record show, I did not make you lay up this year i just simply said um we're not gonna make a bogey of, of, if you hit a five wood yes yeah play play right. make the play that takes bogey out of play and you <laughs> chose not to try to cut the corner so for the and listeners made what, a par. what you have to do is basically you have to start your tee shot in between what there's like a 15 foot area probably like 20 yards ahead of you that you have to hit through and then carry something like 230 over ob in order to basically have 175 yards or less into a par five. Is that kind of the size of it? Yeah. I mean, it's not, it, it's, it's a tee shot that a single digit handicap like yourself can probably hit like 50% of the time, like, or more, like it's not, it's, what does that look more than that? <laughs> 50. Yeah. I would say okay. it's, it, I would say 75% of the time I'm going to carry the OB and, and give myself something into the green. Like it could be behind a tree, but yeah. oh, well I pitch, I, I, I pitch out and that's yeah. Right. The, the, the issue I had was the, the risk reward, because if you hit a, a good tee shot, like on the normal line, you still have like one ninety, and like, it's, it's, it's not like you're, you're gaining that much by like trying to carry two thirty of OB. That's all. That's, that's all I was saying. You're right. All I'm saying, and I'll probably say this to you again in the corner club three times, <laughs> Which is, is totally fine. It's a long drive from Portland to Moscow. <laughs> it's like all I want to do is cut that corner. <laughs> okay, those are great goals for the year ahead. I'm I'm very excited for 2024 in golf. I can tell you are to smooch your personal coach. It's it, it, it's going to be a great time. Let us know what your goals are for 2024. Hit us up on IG. Let us know what you want to do. Something we have to have Nick do is we got to find this boy a golf club. And again, for the Mad Golfer of the Week, I don't know if this is the one, Nick, but we're going to Fairlawn Golf Course in Lincoln, Rhode Island. This is a par three track, so I doubt it's going to be the one. Can I interject or should I wait please. after this? Perfect? No, please. Go ahead. This is the course where I took Gavin for his first round of on-course golf. I, That's I, I took amazing. Him, pushed him around the golf course in the stroller. He brought a couple golf clubs. Um, I think we talked about it. This is the course, Fairlawn Golf Course, the par three. And uh, no, it's not going to be my home course, but um, I'll definitely try to get out there with, with the kiddos every now and then. Yeah, some great memories nonetheless. Not so great of memories. That's what I, I do remember. We, we, you know, Gaff and I don't have a big trophy in the garage, but I haven't forgotten that round of golf with him yet. Oh, many chances at trophies to put in the garage and forget about for 25 years. Our mad golfer of the week, I shit you not, is Katy Perry. I don't know if it's the pop singer, but it's Katy Perry. This is what Katy has to say. Potential for a great par three, but from what I hear, the owner of bogeys is driving people away. No pun intended. My Hold on. What's, what's the pun there? Because this this is a par three course where nobody's driving anything anyways. I, I don't know. I, I didn't read this sentence, but there's no way I'm going to be able to get through this. My, my second cousin's son's brother, Jimmy. 
My second cousin's son's brother, Jimmy, went in there only to be greeted by... Hold on. Can can we just decode this? (laughs) Who is that? Wouldn't your second cousin's son's brother also be your second cousin's son? Your second cousin. (laughs) It's just funny because I'm just imagining this in a mass hole accent. My second cousin's son's brother, Jimmy. (laughs) Okay. Jimmy went in there... Excuse me. Jimmy went in there only to be greeted by bigotry. Whoa. All Jimmy wanted was a Pepsi. Just one Pepsi. And you wouldn't give it to him. Just a Pepsi. I, in Jimmy's name, invoke my right to represent him as his twice-removed godmother and cast you out. Fokker. So she spelled it F-A-U-C-H-E-R in all caps. Just give him a Pepsi. This is... Is this real? This is the most... I don't think it's real. No way, right? I don't think it's real. There, there's... Yeah, my second cousin's son, brother, Jimmy. Uh, you know, I don't understand why they always have to start with, like, a, a backhanded compliment. Like, do you think that's yeah. going to, like, get the reader hooked in, but then they have to find out what all this, like, strife is about? Like, potential for a great par three, but my second cousin's, cousin's son, brother, Jimmy, went there looking for a Pepsi. <laughs> uh, the bigotry, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot in here. I, I'm just going to leave it alone. It's a pretty serious charge of, of being a bigot. Um, and and it, it is, look, I, I don't want to joke about bigotry, but the fact that a Pepsi is the thing in question is hilarious. And I've never seen fucker spelled F-A-U-C-H-E-R. That also is well done. Congrats, Katy Perry. We're going to hear you roar. You are our mad golfer of the week. And with that, it is time for Nick Rules, brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use promo code TURN20 at checkout. One more thing on uh, on Fairlawn Golf Course and, and sure. bogeys in particular. When I went in there to go pay for the round with Gavin, bogeys, presumably that's the, the bar and restaurant above the pro shop, was sure. was packed. It was completely packed. The course was empty. The restaurant was was buzzing, so I don't think that anybody is is driving people away. Pun uh, absolutely intended. And maybe Anyways, that's why they're out of Pepsi. Too many people need it. That, that could be. That could be. Maybe they only serve members. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Nick rules. It's not really a Nick rules today. I'm, I'm using my my platform for Nick rules to bring back a Would You Rather that I saw from Ooh. the Golf Channel channel Twitter. Um, would you rather make a hole in one in your life or make every 10 footer for life. The, 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 the golf what? channel, Twitter, social media manager thought this was a good question. Um, I would, I'm interested in your, in, in your answer. As fun as a hole in one would be. <laughs> if I could get within 10 feet and it would be a gimme every single time, you know, how fun golf would be. <laughs> It would be like playing during COVID golf where the where the, the cup was above the hole and you just had to nick it and you counted it as a hold putt. Uh yeah, this one's this is from the golf channel, not golf digest. This is I, I know exactly. Right? This is from golf channel. There were like when I looked at this, there was almost 70 responses, and every single one was like, This is this isn't even a question. Like, yeah, I'll take 10 for, for life. This is the stupidest thing ever. Like I uh 
you know how much money I would take off my friends, and like I would be shooting in the sixties every time if I, if I could just pick up from ten feet every time. I can't even think of like to make this fun because it's a conversation show. It's a podcast for God's sake. Like, what is even the what is even the side of of it being an ace? There's there's literally nothing coming into my head. No, unless like the caveat is it has to be like a ten footer, like between. 10 feet zero right. and 10 feet 11 inches even even still like that'd be pretty cool <laughs> and that is Nick yeah. Rules. um wow 2024 here we are buddy is michigan gonna win the national title no they're gonna go out in the semis really yeah they're not gonna be is, Ar- is arbaugh leaving nah he'll stay oh okay well at least you'll have him on your sideline still <laughs> yeah exactly Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for listening to the pod. Sign up for the Survivor Pool. Leave us a review. Play good golf this year. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at The Turn.